us are back together. Welcome back, brother. I know it's been what a up, very, very long time. Um, Great to be I know, here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> you are a part of this as well. Um, so, with no hesitation, let's just get right into it. Uh, NFL season, a month away. Preseason's what? A week away? Oh, it's more than a month away. Let's uh, a little bit more, away. actually. It's like a month and like a week, let's say. First, first preseason <laughs> game is when? Tomorrow night, Bears. Tomorrow's, yeah, tomorrow's the wow. Hall of Fame game. Right? Wow, that I'm very excited for that. Who cares? Who cares who plays? Granted, granted the Hall of Fame game is is I mean it is it's nothing. I mean the no starters will even play really, but you know what? It's exciting. It's fun. I mean I'm I'm ready. I'm so great excited. white hype versus great white hope right there. Joe Flacco yeah. versus Trubisky. What's going on? What's oh up? my god. Wait, which is which? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we leave that up to interpretation. The old versus the young. <laughs> Uh, we'll just jump right into some news. Uh, just some pretty important news to touch up on. Just going around the NFL. Uh, Des Bryant has no team still. What? What's his deal? I am a Cowboys fan, but who cares? I'm, I'm happy stinks. to see him go. But he, it, I think he, I think he completely ruined his case by tweeting whatever the hell he tweeted yeah, about. Yeah, about about the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is clueless, and Sean Lee's a snake. Like, what? What, what are you doing, bro? Well, he, he was never going to go back to the Cowboys anyway, so that was irrelevant to me. Um, just, I think someone's going to pick up Dez before the first game of the season. It will be my, you know, etching in stone right now. He will be on an NFL team come yeah. opening uh, game. Agreed. So I'm not sure. I'm gonna I'll go out on a limb and say he will not be, but within the first four weeks, when somebody gets hurt, mm-hmm. then he may. Well, that might happen in training camp, so that might be in the next two weeks. Could yeah, you know, it say, could happen sooner than later. Say a, you know, say a number two receiver goes down, and you know, in a good scenario, he wants to play for a contender. So, say something happens to say Randall Cobb, for example, out in Green Boom. Bay. You don't oh, think they're going to lose? God forbid. I'm just saying. You know, something. You know, <laughs> someone with some injury history like Randall Cobb in Green Bay, you never know. Des Bryant could fit in real well with Aaron Rodgers. That would be. What Randall Cobb do to you, bro? With those bright blue eyes. That Back would up. Be interesting. I don't have. I don't have blue eyes. He has. He has very bright blue eyes. No, Rand- Randall Cobb. Oh, I'm gonna say I don't. Have, oh, <laughs> yeah. Randall Cobb. Let's say I don't have yeah. blue eyes. I think he. I think what did he, he ever do to you? I think he I uses. Mean, uh, nothing. Pushes his eyelashes up. Another wide receiver in Seattle, Doug Baldwin, battling knee issues right now. Basically, they're saying he's going to be out for the entire preseason. Maybe Potential. going into the season. Who knows? Well, was this was this impacting? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> me it does. To me, it does because give me all the Doug Baldwin's in round four. Ooh. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. Is I I love Doug Baldwin. I think he took a little bit of a step down um, last year with Russell Wilson and that atrocious offensive line. But I really do love Doug Baldwin. He is a potential ten touchdown guy. And you know, if if I'm gonna if his stock right now is in the beginning middle of that third round, you damn sure better believe if he's there in that early fourth, I'm gonna you know snatch him all up. So plus their line didn't get that much better, which means Russell Wilson's gonna be running around passing, and the defense got worse. I think I think Seattle's gonna struggle to be 500 this year, which they're gonna be playing from behind a lot. They're gonna have to pass, and if he's without his number one receiver, I think I don't know. This is not a panic. A little bit, yeah. No panic yet. I don't panic at all with this. I don't, you know, start reaching for Tyler Lockett in like the seventh round. I don't, you know, none of that. Uh, uh, Doug Baldwin is a top tier receiver. Not yet. So. And then we'll talk about we'll talk about a guy later that could potentially help their offense in this episode. Um, I don't and then, panic. I just go into uh, like cold sweats <laughs> right? and my heart races a little bit, but yeah, no, no lose, panic, lose sleep, lose sleep a little, but that's not panicking. No panic, really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, and then the final bit of news, which I'm very excited about, because I absolutely love watching him play, is Andrew Luck is 
throwing the football. He is going to play as of now. I, I'm. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Ty Hill. Full size footballs too. Full oh size. Full Not size. no no more pee wee footballs. He's throwing full size oh. footballs. Oh. <laughs> he's he's, so, uh, he's just an exciting person to watch on the football field. We'll see. <laughs> not, not to mention, I mean, fantasy wise, he could be, if he's healthy. I mean, if we'll see, he, I mean, he doesn't have many weapons anymore. Ty Hilton, that's about it. Can't be throwing your tight ends like Tom Brady all the time. Andrew Luck is going as the twelfth quarterback right now, and that that could change. That could stay the same because of his injury history. But if he's going as the twelfth quarterback, you damn sure better believe I'm going to be all over him, all over it. Give me every share of Andrew Luck. That's why if you're drafting today or yesterday right now he is incredible value because obviously if he keeps showing signs of being healthy as the season gets closer his adp is going to just rise and keep going through the roof so if you could pick him up now as a, as a sleeper in any any leagues go for it see i don't know if i i don't know if i fully agree with that i think that even if andrew luck plays in two or three preseason games and he shows his health i really do still think he's going to go as a quarterback 10 to 12 because people are just so no scared of his injury history he is one more shoulder injury away from retirement so I, I'm 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 gonna wait on that one. Do I think he can finish as a quarterback one? Absolutely, he can finish as the number one overall quarterback. But I will wait until injuries are a thing of the past. Then you're gonna miss him. Yeah. Well, well said from both yeah. of you. Now to dive into our topic of this episode, main the main event, la resistance. <laughs> uh, the rookie running backs, and we will start off with. The number one running back taken in the NFL draft. Uh, brother, you were obviously very excited about this draft pick. Uh, I don't like it because I'm a Cowboys fan, so that means I have to see this guy twice a year for the next probably 10 to 15 years. Uh, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, who is an absolute beast. This guy's being drafted just like Zeke was a couple of years ago in the top, top 10. I've seen him. I, I did a mock draft the other day, and he went before Kamara which I thought was a little crazy. Mind you, their offensive line wasn't what the Cowboys was a couple years ago. They did get some help. They did draft a guy. But mind you, that's another rookie. You're not, you don't, you don't have a good offensive line. So this guy, this guy's going to make an impact initially. Right out, right out of the right out of the and if we're judging, <laughs> And if we're judging by the size of his thighs, only one other player in the NFL has ever had thighs that big, and his name mm. was Barry Sanders. So let's be honest. Which Monster. He's going to be... He's going to be a top five greatest running back of all time. Well, wow. I mean, that's what people are basically saying right now. I think you got to pump the brakes a little bit on that. You heard it here. Where, where he's going is <laughs> is based on his uh, on the upside and the potential and the opportunity because he's going to get the ball 25 times a game. And we, we as in the New York Giants, because I'm a part of the New York Giants organization in my heart every day. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's how I speak about it, right? A Yankees fan, it's like we, the New York Giants, we. Part of the front office. You know, a part, part of the, of the team, office, right? That's, exactly. how, that's how I speak to it. I think we, by drafting Will Hernandez in the second round, it really, it made me feel a little more confident. And moving Eric Flowers to the bench, but now he's kind of playing right tackle a little bit, I guess. Um, Solder, I mean, we beefed up the line a little bit, got a little got a little tougher. The the hog mollies, as Gettleman, you know, hope he's doing better, like likes to say so. I think his where he's being drafted is all based on ridiculous expectations and potential. Um, but he could go off. Um, so three points, or two or two or three points, I'll make make it pretty simple. I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to make a huge impact. And the thing that 
people need to realize about him most and what differentiates this episode from the last is that quarterbacks are a thing for the future. You know, even if you take one of these rookie quarterbacks in a redraft, you're not going to have much of an impact this year, even if they do start from game one. Running backs, however, do. So if you honestly wanted to take Saquon Barkley before Ezekiel Elliott, I would have no problem with that whatsoever. And I love Ezekiel Elliott. But I would have no problem if you took him before Kamara. I, I just think the, he's going to get 250-plus carries. He's going to get 60-plus receptions. I really just – I think it's written in stone that he's going to get these things. There's no one else in the team. Correct. So if you want it – well, that's that's not true. I mean, uh, they, they, they do have Odell coming back. They still have Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard. I'm the saying running back. I'm saying running back-wise. Right. But right now he's going in that sixth pick, seventh pick, eighth pick. Love it, love it, love it. Going to get a ton of touches. He is basically, him and Melvin Gordon are my two favorite in that area because they're both the bell cow running back who get a ton of receptions, who get a ton of opportunity. You know, I think they're both going to stay healthy. So for the most part, I compare them very similarly in that way. So if I can get him in that that seventh overall pick, Mm. I'm going to take him. Yeah. Damn. So. I, I will not be drafting him. Also, and to answer your <laughs> about who has bigger thighs, I think Jerome Bettis had bigger thighs than both. I just well, think they were, little, they were a little bit meatier. Come on, Jerome more, Bettis was just a box. They were, they were a, little bit, you know, a little different. They were a little bit, but he damn good player. We saw him at the draft. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's, he's he very a very good player. He is a big boy. Anyway. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, just to continue into the same division in the NFC East, another great awesome running back that I have the Cowboys and the Giants have to see now, um, who <laughs> I think is going to also tear it up this year for the years to come, is Darius Geis. Darius Juice out, out of Washington. Um, no, he's not the starter as of now, but he has to he has to beat out Samaji Perrine. Perrine. Who stinks. He stinks. He had all the opportunity last year. He had some couple, a couple good games. I, don't, I, I really like this fit. I like this draft pick a lot for the for the Redskins. Mind you, Alex Smith has played well with running backs in this kind of in this instance. I mean, he's gonna probably. I don't know how Geis is more so catching out of the backfield. I would say he's definitely a better runner. So, how do you guys how do you guys feel about Geis this year? You gonna try to get him? So for me, um, I do love Darius Geis. And the thing is, is when you talk about his receptions, he didn't, he was never asked in college to catch the ball. Can he catch the ball? Yes. He can catch the ball better than Ronald Jones. He can catch the ball better than, um, you know, people like Rashad, uh, not Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny can catch the ball pretty well. Mm. But you're looking at like a Nick Chubb, for example. Nick Chubb cannot catch the ball. You know, Royce Freeman, he can, not the best. But someone like Darius Geis, he wasn't asked to do it, but he can do it. They have Chris Thompson, though irrelevant to me so chris thompson's gonna be that third down back i like darius dice but because of chris thompson uh, i'm gonna say his third down backs you know ability is going to dwindle he has a 15 percent chance of being a third uh, you know a three down back so i like darius guys i think he's a bowling ball type of strong runner um he can get you that nine to ten touchdowns if you know if all things go well in washington yeah, and I think too that it usually takes a couple of years for uh, their knee surgery because before that, I mean, he was he wasn't running circles around Leonard Fournette at LSU, but for a time he looked like the better running back. In but college he was, yeah, before he got hurt. So yeah, he was. His his potential, his upside is is through the roof, honestly. And the fact that he fell for some of that that weird banter that they were talking about before the draft that he's a weird yeah. locker room guy. I mean, who knows? Right. But immaturity, 
But yeah, it was a it was a steal based on where the Redskins got him. Yeah, considering all the other running backs that went ahead of him too. They're all right, based weird. On, and based on what he said, based on what they were saying about him, like he is a you know stand up kind of person. He's you know not getting into trouble with the law, so I didn't understand that one whatsoever. But I really do like him, and I like his fit for sure. Uh, the three down back will be time will tell if he has the ability to be a you know three down back. Yeah, because Chris Thompson had a phenomenal season. I think for the what coming week back 10, 11, something he got hurt before he also got hurt. Also back yeah. from injury. But he'll definitely be the the main third down back initially, and then I think it's obviously what Robert, Big Rob Kelly, and then Samaji that he's that he's got to beat at, which I think on paper he can, athletically watching him in college he can. So, um, and I like that you mentioned that he can catch the ball too, because I see the next guy on our list, and I'll just you know I'll just I'll just wing it here and jump right in because go go for it, Ronald Jones mm. on the Tampa Bay Bucks, he. I think he had less than 10 catches his entire college career, and I keep yeah. hearing reports about how, I mean, he's, he's a home run hitter, 100%, very fast, but he did not do that from the backfield catching the ball. He, he rarely ever caught the ball. He can't catch the football. That's a huge struggle. They have Charles Sims already potentially being that third down guy. And very I think good Peyton PPR Barber, back. Yep. Peyton Barber is somebody I think they really want to give the opportunity because when he's had minor opportunities, he's done really well with it. He's not mm-hmm. a household name yet. Could he be? Potentially. Ronald Jones has the speed and potential to have a couple 50-yard touchdowns here and there, but I, unless he can prove that he can catch the football out of the backfield, I'm not sure he's going to have a lot of a lot of usage. Uh, a sleeper, obviously, in, in dynasty formats, but in redraft, I'm not sure he's even draftable at this point. Because who knows what the Bucks even want to do as an offense now. I mean, you got James Winston, who's who's out for what, the first three weeks? Four weeks? Three games. Three, three, three games. games. So... Yeah. so are they a run first? Are they a pass first? I mean, is it? You, you just they're a lose first. Well, they're a oh. lose first. Yes, they do have. They do have another Fitz magic. Iron, another Iron Man. Yes, and Fitz Magic. Ryan yeah. Fitz Magic. <laughs> Love me some Ryan Still Fitz playing. Magic. Yeah, no. Still I, Ronald Jones to me so, is one of my. I think he has a ceiling that is pretty close to some of these other running backs, but his floor is lower than everybody's. Um, I think his floor is pretty low. He's a five eleven guy, two oh five. He's not a big boy. I mean. While he it does have that quickness, he can't catch. He's not gonna catch. And if he also has Peyton Barber, you know Peyton Barber is not in you know he's not, not a Pro Bowl. He's not a Pro Bowl type running back, but he is a body in front of Ronald Jones, and I think he's going to take away that share. So even if you know Ronald Jones takes over most of that role, he's still going to be losing you know even a third of those rushes to Peyton Barber. So for me, based on the fact that what he's going in the Ronald Jones right now is going in the middle, late fifth round, early sixth round. Really. Uh, I'm out. Ooh. Completely out. Ooh. Completely out. I, I agreed. Agreed. No thanks. No thanks. Dynasty. I would look. I would definitely look for him in Dynasty, but redraft. No. No thanks. Still. No. Ooh. Uh, moving right. on. So this this one's an interesting one. Actually, I was a little surprised that they drafted him. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but uh, Nick Chubb out of Georgia going to Cleveland. Now, uh, the guy. I mean, the guy was a monster at Georgia. Absolute monster, part of the two-headed, two-headed monster there. Yeah. Um, but look, look, look who else they have. They, I mean, they got Carlos Hyde in the offseason. You got one of the best pass-catching running backs in Duke Johnson. So what? So why did you get Nick Chubb? I guess is, I, I mean, I know Carlos Hyde isn't. He's not that old, but he's not that young. He's got experience. He's been around. Is do they want him to learn from someone like Carlos Hyde, who runs basically straight up and down? You know, like. But I I don't know. I thought this one was a little odd, but it could it could pay off dividends in the long run for them. 
Yeah, what I think too, and I'll just jump in real quick, uh, cousin, is that from a football perspective, if I'm running an organization, I think it was a solid pick because you can never have too many running backs, too many athletes. From a fantasy perspective, it's incredibly okay. difficult because, brother, to your point, Duke Johnson out of the backfield, Carlos Hyde actually had a surprisingly solid year last year, and I think he finished as running back 13 to 15 Yeah, um, in, in PPR leagues, actually showing some potential in, in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, and they're paying him like a like a top five running back, which is obscene. Um, but I think over the long haul, they have a good offensive line made for run blocking the Cleveland Browns that sure. I think he's going to emerge and get more carries um, running the ball. But I think early on, it's going to just be incredibly crowded. They're going to find their discover their identity and, and, and see who's really going to emerge. So early on, it's, it's tough to say, but in the long run, I think he's going to definitely emerge as a 12 to, to 15 yeah, so my point, I'll talk about both him and Hyde, because even though this is a rookie show and we're talking about Nick Chubb, I can tell you right now that Nick Chubb and Carlos Hyde are going around the same draft pick. Wow. Yeah. So the way it's I look at it is interesting. that Carlos, Carlos Hyde was was signed three-year, $15 million deal. Running backs don't get paid much. But the fact, compared to the rest of the league, okay, you know, it's all it's all relative. But compared to other positions, running backs do not get paid as much because they are the most likely to get hurt, the most likely to wear down. But the fact that he got $5 million a year is a lot. That tells you something because that is one of the largest deals given to a running back in a you know in the last 10, 15 years. So the way I look at it is that Carlos Hyde is going to be their number one running back based on the fact that they spent the money on him. Yes, they spent draft capital on Nick Chubb, and I think Nick Chubb could potentially be their, their two-down running back of the future. But that future is not today. Um, I really don't I don't agree with the fact that Nick Chubb is going in the ninth round. I think Carlos Hyde going in that, you know, late eighth, early ninth is absolutely bananas. Um, they have a decent offensive line. You're in the middle of the ground, you know, middle of the you know pack, 15th, 16th ranked offensive line when it comes to run blocking. Uh, maybe a little bit higher, like eighth or ninth. Um, but I just I really don't like the fact that Nick Chubb is going so high and I will not be drafting him there. If I can get Carlos Hyde in the eighth or ninth round, sign me up. Yep. Yeah. I'll because take Chubb later on if he falls. Value, I think, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a value because the thing is, is I think in my, you know, it's about conviction, and I really do think that Carlos Hyde is their number one running back. And if I can get a number one running back with my ninth overall pick, yes, <laughs> my ninth round pick is a is a number one running back. I mean, that's like getting Isaiah Crowell in like the tenth or eleventh round. He's a number uh, one running back. We won't talk. No, about, uh, we won't talk about him. He's anyway, on, he's on yeah. a terrible team. Nick Chubb to <laughs> me is not really. Yes, he is. Nick Nick Chubb to me is not really a is not of importance to me this year going forward dynasty sure i mean if carlos hyde goes down um, i'm all over nick oh Chumbo. yeah absolutely i agree completely totally totes my goats man which he has before carlos hyde has gone down before yes he has so this one is uh i found i actually did a little bit of research on this one um i i think this is a very interesting fact about sonny michelle well not about him per se than the new england patriots now, they spent a first-round pick on Sonny Michelle or Sony. Sonny Michelle, Sonny Michelle, however you want to say it. <laughs> it's the, so last, the last time they took a first a, a running back in the first round was in 2006 when they drafted Lawrence Maroney out of, oh, yeah, Minnesota. Out of Minnesota. Yeah. And he was, he was good. I mean, he was decent. He didn't turn out to be the running back that they, I think, wanted him to be. So... And the Patriots, they don't. They're it's a very smart organization. They're not. They're they're not. I mean, hey, they they got a lot of Super Bowls. 
They make it to the playoffs every single year. They know what they're doing. This guy, I think, I I think this, I think this guy is going to be a stud out of it, out of here. Um, and just to bring up, uh, what Sonny Michelle played with Nick Chubb, Georgia. This is potentially these guys are, I, in my opinion, going to turn out to be what McFadden and Felix Jones were supposed to be, out of, <laughs> out of Arkansas. Mind you, both Bro. of those guys were taken wow. a lot earlier than these two. McFadden was what the number five pick, and the cool. Cowboys four, and I think Felix Jones was drafted either sixteen or nineteen to the Cowboys. Yeah. Either way, both of them they stunk. But <laughs> I mean, that, that goes to show you not to cut you off that like. I mean, obviously, how we're talking about this and how you watch the reports and you read everything, it's like almost sounds like everything's a sure thing. These are human beings at the end of the day, and we have no idea. Some of these guys we're talking about, with all this potential and opportunity, are going to be clunkers. They're going to stink. So, they're going to fumble. They're not going to fumble. Oh, blocks. yeah. They're going to be nervous. They're going to just be – they're not going to pan out. And it's and we just don't know who it is. We know. So that, that's the beauty of all this. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, Sonny Michelle is a very good athlete, but Bill Belichick hates a few things. I'm not going to get into some of his demons, but one of his biggest demons when it comes to the football field is running backs who can't hang on to the damn ball. Okay? Well, he fumble doesn't like long once. sleeves either. Yeah, you, follow, <laughs> you fumble the ball once, and you're done. You're off the field. Sonny Michelle fumbles the ball more than any running back that has been drafted this past year. Okay. Yes, they took him in the first round. That's a big deal. Okay, they took him in the first round, and I think that's a big deal. That being said, though, Rex Burkhead is going to be a force to be reckoned with in that backfield. Ooh. So while Sonny Michel, right now, Sonny Michel, right now, right as we speak, right the second, he is going in the fifth round. He is going as a running back two. He is the last running back two. He's going at the 24th overall running back. That's a little high. That, that's, I like him. I think if he was going in that seventh round, I would be all over it, but... People love rookie running backs, and I still because they adapt to the scheme so easily, they can they can you know understand the playbook more easily. But most of them don't pan out. Yeah, but to take him in the fifth round when you can be getting so much more value there is I'm out. He is a great great blocker though. Yeah, he is a fantastic blocker out of the backfield, which does get him on the field. So that could set up a lot of screenplays potentially. So. Um, we'll talk in we'll talk in a, in a few weeks. Right, exactly. I want to see how preseason goes for him. Because yeah. he may have a good week here and there. I mean, uh, I agree with, uh, I think with what, what you guys are saying. The, the value is incredibly horrific for the fifth round for him. But he he'll he'll score three touchdowns in one week and then he won't get the ball the next week. So it's well, very scheme scheme. Mike Gillisley, who they're playing. So right, Mike Gillisley. Yeah, great. Yeah, ah, yeah. Mike Gillisley. Awesome. That That's awesome. Freaking jerk. Three touchdowns first week and then won the rest of the season. <laughs> Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. Oof. So a guy that we didn't mention but mentioned his team uh, earlier in this episode, Rashad Penny in Seattle. Mm. What do you guys what do you guys think of this? Now this is they okay. I mean they they still had some decent running backs. I mean, I like Chris Carson, who is as of now the starter. He looked pretty solid in one game, and then boom, got hurt. <laughs> he looked great. Oh, he, he looked. Jacked. He was so yeah. good. He had over. What did he have? Like a hundred yards, like a touchdown. I mean, he was he was well on his way. And then he runs just, ferociously. Chris Carson. People need to pump their brakes on it. Oh. Okay. So Rashad Penny, I've I've been hearing things all over the Twitter sphere and all over the internet that's saying you know Chris Carson is Twitter the Twitter sphere. I like it. Twitter sphere. <laughs> 
all you know that Chris Carson is the one you actually need to draft. That you know it's not Rashad Penny because Rashad Penny is going in that late fourth, early fifth round. Chris Carson's going in the twelfth. He's a better value. He's going to be the starting running back. No, the no. <laughs> Chris stop, Carson. Stop Chris it. Carson is going to start the first game <laughs> potentially. Okay, there's a very good chance Chris Carson will start that first game. I agree. After that, though, Rashad Penny, in my in my heart of hearts, Rashad Penny will be the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks. They invested a first-round pick in him. Okay, The Seattle Seahawks always draft very weirdly, but they make sure to use their first-round picks. And I just really, really think that they have faith in him as a player, and he fits their scheme where he can catch the ball out of the backfield, he can... You know, make something out of nothing. He's a bowling ball with you know a lot of strength. He's a you know a, patience. A downhill runner. He has a lot of patience, is what I've been seeing. I agree. I agree. So for me, I just I I, I like the fact that Chris Carson is in the twelfth. Um, and if you, I don't like handcuffs. Let's talk about that at a later date as well. I don't like handcuffs, but if you can take Rashad Penny in that fifth round and you really like him, you got then you can potentially take Chris Carson in that twelfth round. But Chris Carson's going to rise. He's going to be in that eleventh, tenth round now uh, round range and. I'm out. So I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Could be more valuable if Doug Baldwin can't play either. Well, that offensive line is still not going to change. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be terrible. No. <laughs> I think early on, I'm not going to comment too much on this because I don't disagree really with anything you guys are saying. I think it, it's similar to a couple other situations, though, because they have C.J. Prozice, who's obviously been hurt a lot too, but he's impressed when he's when he's played third down back. He's going to get the ball. Uh, they, have, they have another Predator athlete. That I forget from last year that did okay in limited oh, time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think that I think Carson and Penny initially are just going to split carries, which I think a lot of teams are going to do until mm-hmm. somebody like Cream rises to the top, right? Yep. So it depends on who you have and when you get them. That if you can keep somebody in the bench when they blow up and get that opportunity, that's what it's going to come down to with a lot of these running backs. Because initially the team, I mean, plus you don't want to show your cards too early, but at the same time, it's such an important thing to win a game in the NFL. Right, people's jobs are on the line every day. So ultimately, you're going to play the best guy. I just don't know initially how it's going to pan out. But obviously, in the long haul, Rashad Penny, he's going to—they're going to just feed him the ball, even though the offensive line is still terrible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on to the state of Colorado, the Denver Broncos, Royce Freeman. The state of Colorado, nice one. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Didn't um, know where you were going with that one. <laughs> this this guy's this guy's an interesting one. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Coming out of kind of coming out of Oregon, that he has a shit ton of touches. Yeah. In or holy crap. Oh, the most ever I think. Oh like, my god! Every like, record for every any running back ever. <laughs> this I mean this dude is he's six foot two hundred and thirty pounds. He's a monster. I mean, you're looking at a little bowling ball running through the tackles right there. But what I've read about him, and I've watched a couple highlights on him, he just tries to run guys over. I mean, he's not your typical Oregon running back that, like, like a Michael James. Elusive. Yeah, exactly. Elusive. He's not like an elusive guy that's going to try to run around. I mean, okay, if he runs you over, great. But, I mean, you can't be doing that every single play. Why? Ask Marshawn. Well... <laughs> Okay, ask Marshawn. I mean, he just eats too many Skittles. That's why he's so... (laughs) Ask the boss, Jerome Bettis. Twice he's been mentioned in this episode. Well, there you go. Twice. Two times. Jerome, there you go. Three. But this this is... 
I, I think this guy definitely has potential, but he – that's a lot of touches. I mean, it, are you going to want to invest, like, that many touches with – you know what I mean? Like, it just – and then you also have Devonta Booker. Who? Right? I mean, he's on the team. Oh, no, we know. He's not no, exactly. I mean, isn't he the uh, isn't he the starter as of now, yes. technically? Exacto. Right? the start as of right this second. I mean, who else okay. do they have? So it's, it's probably going to be Booker and exactly. Royce Freeman's show – Kind of. I don't know. Devontae, this one, Devontae I'm, I'm right staying now. away from Royce Freeman for the time being. Devontae opinion. Booker right now is going in the 11th round, okay? Mm. He is slated as the starting running back. So for that value, yeah, it's worthwhile. For, for... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's going to start and you can get him in the 11th round, then sure. Absolutely. But Royce Freeman is the better choice by a large margin. The, the best running, uh, the best yards per carry that um, Devontae Booker has had was 3.8 yards last year. 3.8. Ah, well, Royce Freeman has the ability to have a 4.4, 4.5 yards per carry type of back. And while he's not going to get 250 carries in his first year unless something happens to Devontae Booker, I think Royce Freeman has the capability of getting about 190 plus, 200 plus carries to the point where he could get you that 900 total uh, you know, rushing yards. Maybe seven plus touchdowns. I actually have him slated, believe it or not. Goal line think, work. What? Goal line work. He could get a yeah, lot of goal, goal line goal work. Line. But I actually have him slated for over a thousand yards. I have Devon, I have Devontae Booker slated for nothing. I really like Royce Freeman this year. I really do. I have him over a thousand yards, over seven plus eight touchdowns. So uh, I think the offense is going to work for him. I think he's going to be a good goal line guy. Everything C.J. Anderson probably could have been. Mm. Um, so. Uh, I'm I am willing to pay the sixth round um, value he's at right now. They have a quarterback too. No, that's correct. a better quarterback. They had Trevor <laughs> much, Simeon. Much better quarterback. A much better quarterback. The offensive line is not is not bad. It's actually it's above better. average. So with the quarterback and above average line and the opportunity, I think he's one of my favorite rookie running backs to to do something initially in the NFL. Ooh. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his this year. Mark it down. All right, so the last one is Go my on. addition. Is my addition to this. Uh, we were actually just going to stop at eight total running backs. All right. Because my... I don't even want to talk about the next team, the one that I, the other one that I put down. Who, who no. who's who's a potentially a, uh, a Amir Abdullah to replace oh. him. Oh, you're right. We forgot one. Sorry. Curran. 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 Oh my God! Carry on, carry on. Yeah, carry on. We need pronunciations for this, you know. So hopefully he can turn out to be the uh, the running back that they hope that Amir Abdullah would be in Detroit. Wow. Wow. So actually, I'm really upset that I almost jumped to my my favorite of them for my actually second favorite because I really do like Carry On Johnson this year. I actually really like him a lot. Um, I think their offensive line is okay. Um, It's getting better. Um, I think they're actually pretty good now and i like his situation amir abdullah is just horrific he's gonna um, be cut probably i don't think he's gonna get cut but i don't think he's gonna play like eric blunt is a touchdown potential goal and line theo riddick is a is a reception potential but the thing is is carry on johnson can kind of do all of those things i think carry on johnson can, can score touchdowns he's got speed he can catch the ball i mean i like the situation there for carry on johnson and the fact is, is he's actually going the latest uh, of the one running backs we discussed, he is going in the eighth round right now, ADP wise. We can get him as late as early ninth. So yes. My only thing to say on him, real quick, I think he's um he's a skinnier running back, 
who mm-hmm. may struggle to uh, to stay healthy with lower body I think type injuries uh, initially in the NFL. So if he can if he can stay healthy, I think he might get the opportunity based on what you're saying. I'm just I think I'm gonna steer clear of him just based on. And I know you can't always draft for somebody getting hurt, but right. less wiggle. He's got issues with his hips, and he can't cut. So any skinny like me, I broke my ankle. So it, it could happen to anybody. So. <laughs> you just called yourself skinny. I'm proud of you. Chicken legs. <laughs> just his just his legs. That's it. <laughs> it's, it's like a stork, a little belly with some like thick legs. He's a <laughs> he's, a, he's an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you're the, like, the last running back. Five. You can go. My God. Yeah, your guy. So he is getting a ton of love lately, and I am super pissed about this um, because stop rising, you know, stop putting him up on the pedestal here. Stop rising him on draft boards. Yes, he is the smallest running back of all the running backs we have talked about tonight. He is Very barely tiny. 200 pounds, um, but he is fast quick. and he is oh, yeah. good. Um, and that is Jordan Wilkins. He is in the best scenario of any of these running backs, okay? Well, besides, besides – Saquon's not Saquon's not included in here. If Andrew Luck plays, yeah. if Jordan Andrew Luck Wilkins. doesn't play, this guy cannot do good. <laughs> I love Jordan Wilkins this year so much because he is right now going in the seventeenth round or undrafted in most leagues. Done. Okay. Marlon Mack is supposed to be the slated slated running back to start. He has health concerns coming off shoulder surgery. He hasn't proven anything in the NFL. I just think that Andrew Luck could do wonders with Jordan Wilkins. I, I really, really like him, and especially if he keeps rising. I mean, you're going to look at him in the 14, 13, 12 round, 12th round. So, but I'm a huge fan of his. He's on the smaller side, six foot, a little bit taller than six foot tall, 200 pounds, but he has a great skill set. So, I want to jump in because there's somebody else on the same team wow. that I think I like even more, Ooh. who's even smaller oh, at 5'8", 198 in college. NC State, this kid right now has been lining up in the slot at receiver, at H-back, at tailback, at fullback, at tight end, at offensive tackle. He's doing it all. No, obviously not in the offensive lineup. Coach. I got carried away there. He's the offensive but... coordinator. <laughs> He's got his clipboard out there. He's he's doing everything. He's getting water for the you know for the winded. Uh, Naheem Hines, unbelievable speed, unbelievable athlete. He's Hines. one of those those spark athletes. He ran a four three eight forty. I mean, this kid is absurdly fast. That's he's got the wiggle. He's got the wiggle. He is somebody that I'm keeping an eye on, as well. All right, that's fair. I we talked. I had discussed him. Uh, on a you know in a different scenario before, and I do like Naheem Hines. I do think he is the you know without a doubt um, he's going to be the receiving back, especially because Robert Turbin's gone in the first four games, and then once you know Hines jumps in there, I think Turbin's gone. Um, but I really do like Hines as the as the third down back for sure. So good one, good good addition. Thank you for that. Well, well yeah, said. Ooh. I like it. Ooh, ooh. somebody like else it. too. I don't know if you guys were talking about this guy, but it's a tough situation because we know Keela, you love your uh, your old running back. Uh, stable Frank Gore mm-hmm. um, oh, and Mr. Kenny Drake not so sure if he's going to be able to replicate the situation liked him a lot in the second half of last year helped me win some leagues yeah. but Kalen Balage is yeah. actually a ridiculous athlete who can catch the football coming out of the backfield for his size and I mean cream rises like I, like I keep saying so he may get an opportunity later in the year it's obviously a crowded backfield initially oh. but Frank Gore is not going to play forever so in Dynasty I'm kind of targeting this guy a little bit yeah, but you should be targeting. We'll talk about that also at a later date. You should be targeting Kenyon Drake. I do like Kenyon Drake. I love me some Kenyon Drake. I am starting to warm up on him a lot more than I thought I would, and especially based on his value, uh, I'm I'm good with it. I like Kenyon Drake this year. 
Yes. So we'll get to that later on in, in life and in this in you know the next. Yeah, he's not a rookie. He's not a rookie. Yes. But he is only a second year player. But true. You, know. you look nasty. Sophomore. Wow! Wow! Love it. So- <laughs> oh, so a lot, a lot of a lot of players that we just talked about, and that, those were only rookies. Those were only yeah. rookie running backs. They're only the, running backs. What the hell? That was amazing. <laughs> oh, so much content. Love it. So much content. Um. <laughs> You can reach out to us at thefantasyfam at gmail.com. Go to our webpage, thefantasyfam.com. Shoot us anything, any insight, any questions. Twitter. Twitter. You Twitter, can get us on Twitter at thefantasyfam. At thefantasyfam. Uh, anything you want to we, – we love – Just be nice. We, exactly. Be nice. be nice, please. <laughs> be nice. We're nice. <laughs> we are. We're nice boys. We're, we're all yeah. nice boys here. Um, you have feelings, too. Yeah. Yeah. Please, be, please be kind. Please shoot us questions or concerns or you know anything you have about your your drafts coming up. Anything, please feel free to um, hit us up and um, you know drop something in in our email or in our Twitter in the Twitterverse um, about some questions you may have. Any any scenarios? Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk okay. it out again. All right. So and this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.